This is Dave. This is Reese. And this is Manic Joy, a podcast about life, love, and, and uncertainty. Reese was busting out the. Is that the. What is that called? It's not the robot. Oh, I was doing. Well, well. Kind of is, right? A little bit of you the. You lean into it. I, yeah, I was doing a little bit of the robot, and then I do that thing where. You like push your arm and it goes back and forth. Your loose elbow. Might I do the loose elbow? You know, That's most my... people when they meet you, they say, "You know that Reese, she had a pretty loose elbow." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, we're doing good so far. Yeah, so far. Listen, uh, take a sip of that drink because you're, you're you get it a little leany already. And that's going to be spilly. Spilly. Yeah. Spilly Spillerton. So, I'm shocked that we're even drinking. Yeah. Right we have nerve. So it's, uh, what time is it? It's one thirty-six on a Sunday. And we didn't get a chance to do this on Friday, clearly. Because we drank too much. What did we do? No, on Friday, what did we do? We drank too much. Were we in the <laughs> pool? Did we go in the pool? Uh. Yeah. For like a second, we went. No, to the pool. I think I w- did we. Oh, maybe for a second. Yeah. But then I had a. L- it was a long Friday. For it was me, a long yeah, Friday. I was yeah. Doing some recording. I was in the pool thing. for most of the day by myself. Right. That's up right. Up to shenanigans, and That's then right. you came into the pool for like a little bit. Um, and then we were like, yeah, we're drinks, not gonna and do then it. that was that. Yeah. So then, but yesterday I went to yoga class and I got out, and it was supposed to be like a cloudy day all day and blah, but it was like sunny, and I was like. Well, it cool rained. Day. It rained for a while. It did rain. I know. I didn't get there yet. Oh, sorry. And then. <laughs> well, you were alluding that it was a sunny day, but it, it, it actually was it not. It was at the time of the storytelling moment. And then I called you up and I was like, hey, let's do lobsters and steamers and go in the pool because it looks like we're going to get a pool day out of this. And you were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So we That's found my... out we had one kid around, and so we got some lobsters. So I went to the store, and I got all the stuff. And while I was in the store, that's when that storm came through. Oh, that's true. You're correct. See? Yep. See how we yep. get there? Yeah. So then on my way home, it started to rain in New Hampshire. And so I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, I don't know which way this is going. But as I was driving home, I got off the exit to come home, and it was like it had already rained here. I was like, oh, good. It, it came through already. So... Then when I got home, it was still kind of raining a little bit, but I was like, you know, the hell but it was with it. like muggy. Right. So like what we typically do is we'll get, we have, we'll go to Market Basket. They steam the lobsters for you. I'll do the steamers at home. And then we just like make a mess outside, drink, uh, drink, eat at the, at the picnic table <laughs> and drink. drink. Yeah. And then we just dive in the pool yeah, to, to, to clean get rid up. Of the yucky. And so it was still kind of raining a little bit when we were first getting started, but then it stopped by the time we actually got out and there. And it became beautiful. And it was an amazing day. Yeah. And then, then I don't know what happened. Yeah. Then. <laughs> then. Right. There was a lot of drinking. Yeah. I mean, um, what else are you going to do in the pool? Yeah. But... It was a really good day, though. It was beautiful. We spent the whole day in the pool. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Uh, floated around. We had a good time. Apparently, there's some video evidence, but. But this is this will give you an indication of how <laughs> things had gone. Is Reese tried to take a video because I came out, I came in, I made some dirty bananas, and so I came out with like four dirty bananas, <laughs> four yetis, yeah. four little yetis filled with dirty banana. banana. And I had already, I was already done. Like yeah. I 
keep drinking these White Claw Surge. Yes. Because those have 8% and it kicks my butt. So yeah, so we had a few of those and I think that is not realizing how much those really And then you, you came out with those and I'm like, I have to record this, but I yeah. hit... <laughs> so you... Apparently... You do this thing where <laughs> you take too many steps to get to your camera. When you There's one swipe you can do on your phone and you're in the camera. I panic when I really need to take a picture you or freak record out, something. And then you I do freak it out. a million different ways. Right. And... So but you, I didn't mean to hit the screen recording. Instead I didn't mean, of the camera, you hit screen right. record. And I didn't know that you could do that. And so apparent, apparently <laughs> there's no sound. Yeah. So on this video, I'm bringing out the drinks and I got and a bag telling of a whole story jalapeno for over cheddar a kettle chips. And then, yeah, there's we're watching the thing and I was pontificating on something. And we don't know what. It could have been the most intelligent thing you've ever said. It could have been the thing know. that set us free. Well, you, then you set me free later on. <laughs> I did set you free later on. So it was like a s series of unfortunate events, but fortunate. So we get into the pool and drinky drink and we're laughing and we're floating. And we actually got, you know, one of the girls actually hung out. But after she had the lobster actually hung out with us, which it was so nice to, you know, have her hang out. And then, um, then of course, she disappeared. And then the... Dirty bananas came out, <laughs> and then and then I I have I always go back and look at the evidence of what did I take pictures of and what did I take a video of, and so I went back this morning. Apparently, apparently it was also video of this squirrel on a fence. I have lots of pictures and videos of that. I thought I guess at the time was interesting, and then no your offense. your silent manifesto that we'll never know about. Yep. just weirdo. Weirdo pictures. Yeah. And then, then, I don't know how it started. See, I was trying to piece it together, but I there's a missing piece. At, at some point, you decided, now for those of you who know me very well or well enough know how I am with my hair in the mm -hmm, pool, mm -hmm. and if I give you instructions, like don't wet my hair, like you, you'll know, like especially with my hair short now, just don't, I don't want it wet. But I don't remember how we got there. All I remember is three different times of you just drowning me in the pool. Like you were like, <laughs> yeah, we had some moments where we were both drowning. It was really funny. And I kept saying, <laughs> and we were like fighting. And I remember, like at one point, I'm remembering I was grabbing onto your watch as if that That's was going right, to prohibit were, you. you. Yes, I do remember that. And I kept saying like, I don't do, do it. That. And then at one point, I gave the, I kept going pineapple, pineapple. <laughs> Oh. It's a safe word. I don't know. I don't know. And then, but then, and then I would look over at you and you'd smile just as you're about to like dunk me down. I'm like, don't. And then I'm like, he's going to do it. And then you did it. You did it several times where it was like, I didn't even have time to hold my nose because you just did it so fast. And I'm like, what? I think we both have had passive aggressive energy in the pool and you were doing that. And then I was crying. Separate events. Separate events. And then, well, <laughs> not, I was crying not because, because, of because that. then the other kid sent a picture of something. It was my mother's birthday yesterday, and she sent a picture of something, and I was like, Meh, and it was very sentimental, and I cried. And then, I don't know. I don't even know what time. I don't even know what time we got out of the pool and why we got out of the pool, but we did. And then, as we were getting out of the pool, I had a towel over this little stool, and that's what I put on like the side of the pool so I oh, can hide right. my water and my phone so the sun doesn't get to it. But for some reason, 
I don't know what, or maybe I had a hat. I was wearing a hat and the hat was on the stool and maybe my phone was on top of it. Either way, I didn't know if I was grabbing the towel or the hat, but either way, my phone falls into the pool. Yeah. And so you start bugging and I'm like, dude, relax. Your phone is waterproof. <laughs> like it doesn't matter that I, it fell in I, the but water. But the thing is I refuse to believe that because right. I've spent years <laughs> in the trying old phones, not to drop it in the, the pool. But the new ones are, they sh I shouldn't say they're oh waterproof, but they're water resistance. My resistance, the resistance, the resistance <laughs> is futile. Yes, um, I, just my whole life flashed before me, and I didn't know how fast to. Hilarious, like, hilarious, and I'm I was like, like freaking out, chill, and it made me cry more. I was wailing. It was really funny. It was really funny. I think sometimes I just this cathartic stuff comes out for the stupidest things. And I think I just needed, like, I was like in a weird mood all week, and I think I just needed that. Yeah, we had it, it ended up being out. a good day, it was fine. Yeah, so. And, and now I remembered what we did on Friday. Oh, what did we do? We didn't do the pool on Friday. Uh, we did Mission Impossible. Oh, you are you are correct. You may have done the pool during the day, but we did Mission Impossible. Maybe we did the pool for... Saturday. Saturday for yeah, a little bit. But no, yes, because yeah. we just talked about it. Well, sa oh, yeah. <laughs> Today's Sunday. We did Saturday for a lot of it. Everything is fine. Wow. Everything's fine. It's, this is this is our lives, regardless of if we're drinking. Right. It's I don't piecing together shit. what the hell happened. Yeah. Like during the week. Like yeah. I don't even. It goes by. It, as soon as it happens, it goes away. That's the lifestyle we live these days. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Part of me likes that. It's you know eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. I'm just like okay, whatever. If it's meant for me to remember it, I will. But most of the time, it's really annoying because I'm just like, you know, like, I don't know. Sometimes it's not cool. I get you. I get you. So it looks like today is full of rain. It's already come through. It's I'm been like so over this rain. downpours. Now it's just a little bit of a drizzle going on out there. This summer has so today's been a, be been an a indoor washout. Day. Yeah. This summer has been a washout so far. Well, maybe we've had August. A couple, we've had a couple up. good days. I feel as though we're going to get a longer heat thing in september i know that's this is my prediction happens. this yeah. is my prediction so i'm gonna try to see if we can get the pool closed like a little later in september mm. uh, almost like mid-september because mm -hmm. honestly once september comes around we never go in anyway but but if it's maybe hot we enough will, maybe if it's hot enough yeah and that's that's the thing and i remember like as a kid i just remember summer being eternally long like i just yeah remember like every like day was sunny right every day was sunny it was warm but not like we, you'd have those one or two like hundred degree days, which was like out of the normal. But I just remember like every day was kind of sunny. Maybe there would be a snow, uh, a snowstorm. Maybe there would be like a rainstorm. <laughs> your winters, your summers are weird. Yeah. This has just been, I don't know. It's been really crappy. And the last couple of summers, I, I go back and I look at my Facebook memories and there's always like something in there about it being rainy yeah. and me being pissed off about it. So... <laughs> Shocker. What else is new? But yeah, today's a today's a rainy day indoors. Yeah. So you made a good you made a good breakfast sandwich this morning. We though. made so uh, yesterday. So in, in addition to the lobsters and the steamers, which were great by mm -hmm. the way, those steamers were really good. I like the to get the small were, ones. And uh, the I, got, small I was ones able to get good, the good size but ones. They were sweet. Like they were yeah. so good, and they weren't rubbery. They, they, were, they, were, they, well, cooked, they were cooked well. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. And steamed mm -hmm. really i did it but the timing wise i had it good and they also were very clean which was good and so here's the bellies were good can we just talk about real quick about I don't know. let's see one of the nuances of quicker, our marriage quicker, quicker, i know quicker. i know i know i cannot <laughs> uh i now am doing this thing where i triple 
check everything. When someone tells me something, I have to be like, okay, let me just check to see, is this what you said? Did you mean it this way? So you had texted me, I'm on my way home. Oh, Boil yeah. some water for the steamers. And so... I said, boil some water so I can steam the clams. Right, but I read it like, boil some water for the steamer. So I'm filling up the entire pot. Yeah. And I put the entire pot on the stove. Like, no. And then I went, you know, this doesn't look right. Correct. So I texted you again, and I, or did I call you? You called I, me. Yeah, and I was like, let me just make sure what you want. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and I purposefully wrote it the way I wrote it so you would know I don't want to boil a whole pot of water. Right. Which is why I wrote Right. Boil some water right. so I can steam right. the clams. And what you are suggesting is that I would know that. And I went directly to the sink and filled up a pot of water. And I'm, what I'm saying is I knew that you would want to boil water. Yes. And, and I tried to write it in a way where you would, by wrote, reading in the context. what you should have wrote. What I should have wrote was, up. now I know I wrote this and it should make sense to you, mm -hmm. but don't boil a full pot mm -hmm. of water is what I should have said. Right. Because then you had to call me to ask right. me. Yeah, I was like, right. Oh, God. Right. Right. I'm like, I, I, I did, I wrote it. Marriage so you is would. fun. Yeah. It's good times. Anyway. But anyway, communication is key. I will, always, <laughs> I will always say that. I'd rather have a little bit more communication than lack thereof and verification. So we're good. We were good. Everything was, was great. good. Everything yeah. was awesome. Yeah. And so then I also bought a rotisserie chicken. Mm -hmm. And I brought, I brought, I bought a turkey breast. Yeah. Because I was like, ooh, yeah, some fresh turkey would be good. And this morning I woke up for a hankering for a freshly sliced a turkey sandwich. Which I was all about because I actually woke up starving. Yeah. And I think like the lobster did not absorb all of the alcohol that we had <laughs> yesterday. We haven't been that drunk together in a in a in a while. Mm -hmm. Like that was kind of fun. Um, except for the drowning. Uh but yeah, the you made You're here to tell the, the tale. I, yeah, I've been in the mood for like a for a sandwich. Yeah. So I made uh Rachel's, is that what they call them with the turkey? Yes. So I made some Rachel's, Delicious. you know, with the sauerkraut and the Swiss so cheese good. and the Thousand Island dressing. It was very good. Very good. And then we also have, luckily, I, we did bring them in. <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a wash as to what really happened with putting things away yesterday, right? And cleaning up and all of that. So I went out this morning and finished up a couple of things, but we somehow managed to put the there were two extra lobsters because, oddly enough. Gnats. Yeah. Um, oh, you didn't get it. I didn't. Oh, I got to tell my fly story. Oddly oh, enough, though, uh, careful, don't, careful. The I drink know. is right there. So careful, 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 I'm going to keep saying. <laughs> so everything's fine. This is going great. You do it. This is going to be the best this podcast is, we ever did. I hope you enjoy this. Ed's going to fall asleep at the wheel. Oh, wow. So I, what was I saying? You were so, talking about what we did or did not bring oh, in. So I got us all two lobsters. And for the first time in forever, you guys didn't eat we the two lobsters. It, so there yeah. were two lobsters left. And then I managed to bring them in and put them in the fridge so we can crack those open later. And, and have this like morning, a I'm like, I don't think we brought these Yeah, I in. thought I might have just thrown them away, but I, I was like, managed. I was like, wait, there's a bag in the fridge that has the lobsters in it. But my main concern before the food was like, I don't think we brought things in. I was like, oh. And I run to the window and I look while it's pouring rain. We lift out pretty much a whole roll of paper towel. And mm. to me, that's sinful. Mm -hmm. Worse than the lobster. I'm like, mm -hmm. 
Wow. Like, how dare you? How dare you? Um, well, maybe if we leave it out in the sun, it'll dry. You know what? I'm going to try it. that. I'm <laughs> going to try you it. You have a good time. I will. Yeah, it's so miserable out there. We're looking, I'm looking out the window right now. That's really... Cock yeah. So uh, we're planning a day relaxing. I think I'd like to maybe if we don't want to if you don't want to play Scrabble, which I understand, maybe we could put some music on and do a puzzle. Oh boy. Rainy day puzzle. I feel like we're at the lodge. Yep. And then maybe the and maybe you could rub some Ben Gay on my joints. <laughs> wow. Wow. This is where we're at. This is so life. let me tell you my fly story. So I come inside to make the dirty bananas. And I have to go into the freezer to get some ice. And as I was like prepping things and getting things together, I'm looking out the window and over our sink. And I saw what I thought was a fly, but I was like, oh, wait, is that inside or is that outside? Because I thought it just like flew by the window. And I was like, I think that was outside. And I'm like, cool. Because like I, we always get the flies coming in. You've heard us talk about this before. It's the worst. And then so I'm setting up, I'm mixing the portions of the drink, and then I see the fly fly by my face. I'm like, God damn it, the fly's in the house. I'm like, can we just have a day where a fly doesn't get in the house? <sighs> so I'm like, damn it. So I'm like, well, all right, whatever. I'm just making the drink. I go over to the freezer. I open up the freezer to go get the ice. And then as I open the freezer, the fly comes at me like from behind the door. And I, with my left hand even, I just went, yuck. And grabbed it. Wow. And I was like, I think I got it. You're like Mr. Miyagi. It was in my hand. And so then I did like an extra squeeze and ah. I felt it. You go like, ah. splurred. <laughs> splurred it in my That's hand. Gross. But I was so proud of myself. I'm like, I caught that motherfucker. I hope you washed your hands after you no, made those No, no, I, I mixed them up. Mixed Is that them up what that special flavor was in that there? Was, that was fly juice. Fly guts. Guts. This is one way to say fly it. Fly juice guts. Fly juice guts. Fly Oof. gut juice. We still going? <laughs> this one's going to win us an award. Yes. Uh, this podcast. Anyway, okay, so let's talk about... All right. Say what you will about Tom Cruise. Okay. But it's been said many times. I think he's, in a, I think he's a great actor, one. And, but mm -hmm. two, he is probably the last of, like, the big movie stars. Yeah. Right? Like, who... Puts out a movie and it's going to make millions of dollars. Yeah, and the well, mission. Well, because he he also doesn't do too many of them. He doesn't saturate his. Well, he's not in a lot of movies. I mean, he's done right. a lot of Mission Impossible. Movies, no, but I'm but saying, saying it's, I'm saying like he doesn't have like five big movies. Well, a year. he's one of these guys that really knows the business and yeah. understands like because he promotes the shit out of these things. He's well, like I think the Scientologists he does the really things. know. Well, what whatever. Do? <laughs> I don't want to get into all of that. But he does. He plays the game to promote the movies right. and talks to people and does the things. And and what he does in these movies is amazing. Honestly, and guess how old he is? Do you know how old he is? So I want to say he might be like sixty two, sixty three. He's in his sixties. Yeah, close. He's sixty one. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and the fact that he does these crazy ass stunts blows my mind. And just, I just love all the Mission Impossible yeah, movies. They're so like, good. They're so, so good. good. This one was like two hours and 43 minutes. And it went by pretty quickly. I was like, oh man, I hope this isn't going to like drag on. But there were some scenes where I'm just like, was that necessary to be 40 minutes long? <laughs> like uh, the anxiety. Oh my God. It was that so good. You get it was in good these though. movies. Yeah. Like so we saw it in IMAX. Right. Because we were like, I mean, you have you to. You have to. And, and 
Okay. Okay. Can we talk about the pretzel? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, oh we'll talk about that. That'll be the picture we use for the, this episode, the, the pretzel. Oh, the biggest. So we went out for dinner beforehand. We ended up taking a lift over because uh, the kid kids had the cars and they weren't going to be back in time. We wanted to get something to eat before the movie because that was also Friday. I, like, I didn't eat anything all day pretty much. I was like, I had a little something in the morning and then that was it. And uh, so like we're starving and we're like, we got to get food before this movie or else we'll be misery for three hours, right? So we go, we get a little bit of food. I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to say where we went, but the place is fine. The food is fine. It's kind of skeevy yeah. in there. Yeah. It's like a little gross. Yeah. So I'm not too thrilled about it. Which makes me sad. It's kind of like getting a pinch. Yeah, but it's like. They the whole thing, but they really didn't do it it. it. it feels as though like frat boys own it or something mm. like that. Like, you know, he's got that vibe to it. Yeah. Like, not that it's like, Rah, yeah. but a little bit. Yeah. But it's just like. It's not refined. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's a, it's, but it's a, also it's, at it's the like loop. the concept. It's at the loop well, in Methuen. Also true. <laughs> also true. In, also true. All right. All right. I'll, I'll back off. I'll back off. Point taken. <laughs> Point right. taken. I just want you to all also. All right. Stand down. Okay. Stand down. Yes. All right. The, the, the sniper rifles yes. have been put away. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Just to add a little more perspective yes. to it. So, so anyway. anyway. But we, it's fine in it a It was pinch. fine. It was good. It was yeah. fine. It was whatever. It was what it was. And so then we go in and we're going to get a couple. We got some popcorn and then we typically get the pretzel bites. I have to have. I have. Uh, Problems? Yes. When, <laughs> when people talk about like your favorite foods, like. I will. I cannot ever resist a soft pretzel in any mm-hmm, form. Mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. any form with cheese. Oh yeah. Need to have it. Forget about mustard. Whatever. If I have to, I have to. But oh. So. So good. But this time they switched it up, and you brought it listen, to my attention, and listen, I was. I was like, I, I was like, oh, I could do like a whole pretzel, and they have this thing, and, and the picture they have on the little thing does not do it, it doesn't justice. Doesn't do it justice because you don't. I'm not. like, oh yeah, it's a pretzel. It's a, I'm thinking it's just a regular large pretzel, right? right? We order this thing, and it comes in like a box that like like a pizza box almost, right? Yes. It's like, but like a small size, like a pizza. medium, like a medium pizza. And so <laughs> it's called. The Bavarian legend. And it's a legend, all and right. And it's 1.5 pounds of pretzel. If and Dave, we got with every everything seasoning on it. If Dave and I put our faces together, yeah, it's squished bigger, them together. Yeah, it's bigger it's than our faces. bigger than our faces and together. And it, uh, it was, but it was a good pretzel, actually. It was delicious. It was really good. And we were like, holy crap. Because you kind of get into this thing and yeah, start you gotta, ripping it yeah. apart. And yeah. like, and, and so that's the part I was like, oh, maybe I would have preferred the pretzel bites because it's easier to eat. Right. But it was, it was a fun, fun moment. It was of, fun, yeah. And then we brought it back and we're like, because the kids. So we happened to get out of the movie at the same time. We get a picture from one of the kids with the cars who's at Target across the street. Yeah. And we're like, come pick us up. <laughs> and I just love the turnaround. I love that. Yeah. 2023, the, the kid and her friend. Comes and picks us up from yeah. the movie theater yeah. instead of like back in the day when it was. The so opposite. we gave them the pretzel, and then they didn't even eat it. I know because it was too so much. So we still had pretzel left. So I never we, thought we ate about half that. that pretzel, but it but was, it was good. worth it. How much yeah, it was, was it? Do you remember? I mean, that and the popcorn was like thirty something dollars. That popcorn and water. And a water. Yeah, it was thirty dollars. Yeah, I mean, you're in the thirty dollars. Oh but, my uh, goodness! But you know what? It was good. And okay, here's the thing: I'm so upset about. <laughs> And I'm like, why did we not film this? Oh, I know. Remember? So we sat. I would have filmed it with the screen recorded. Uh, it would have been amazing. It yeah, worked. it wouldn't have worked. So we were 
at the back of the theater. And so the credits are rolling and we're, and we're leaving and it's playing the dawn, dawn, But here's dun, the thing. Dun, dun, here's dun, the thing. Dun, we dun, usually dun, do dun, something dun, funny dun, when, right. you know, like you're running out and we'll play. Yeah. But here's the thing. It, the whole time we're making fun of, not making fun of, but it's just the, the great thing about the Mission Impossible movies are oh, these yeah. action-packed scenes. And the whole time I'm sitting there, and first of all, the whole thing reminded me, he was Michael Scarn. Yeah. The it was like Threat Michael Level Scott's, Midnight. And yeah, a lot Michael of Scott's. Yeah, and alter can we ego. just talk about the fact that it opened with a submarine? It was mm-hmm. a whole submarine thing. So hilarious. So we just like, to put soon? a timestamp <laughs> on it, there was a submarine that went down a yeah. few weeks ago, uh, and these millionaire billionaires imploded inside of this yeah. janky submarine they put together that yeah. was controlled by remote control. Whatever. The whole thing is sus- suspect, but it's fine. And then the whole beginning of this movie is about the submarine that yeah. something happens so to. And we're it, like, oh it my was gosh. just like, oh, And okay. so there's that. And then there's the Michael Scarn things. And then there's these like action pack things. And I'm like, how are they? Okay, I'm not giving anything away. And this has been done before in film. But I need to know if a train is moving at a certain velocity that you can stand on top of it and not. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same as standing inside of it. You can but you're stand on inside. top of it. There's no walls around you. It doesn't matter. You're still it's, you're still moving the train because bend. you're on it. You're still on the thing. But it's going so yes, fast. Yes, it's more difficult, but but they're just standing there having a conversation. They're like, and then yesterday I went to the supermarket and I couldn't <laughs> believe the price. You imagine that's what the conversation I is. I couldn't believe in the, the price Impossible of a film. huge Bavarian pretzel. Yeah. What's like, what's what the price of what's milk? What and so I'm so we're like laughing and then I'm in my head. I was trying not to make too many. So I, I talk a lot during movies sometimes, and I, I just had a plethora of jokes and things to say about this movie as we're going. Oh, what was the joke I had? Oh, you had a good one. The Scientology joke. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, there's this one scene where they're, like, really all, like, trying to convince this woman to do something. And they're like, and so you have a choice to make. You can do this or you could do that. And I was like, Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was totally, really yeah, it was, it was really perfect. funny. Yeah, and, then, and you literally almost got kicked out of the theater because you started laughing so much. I, I was like, high five. Yeah. It was a good one. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, so then I'm just like, while this scene is happening with the train, I wanted to turn to you and be like, let's see what's going to happen when we try to walk down all these stairs to get out. Like, I could never stand on a train, let alone walk oh, down yeah, these that's stairs where we were and going. not kill ourselves. So, yeah, we're walking down these stairs. And, and the music's like, going. How are we not filming us I know. with the dun, 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 dun. And we're holding the pretzel We got the pretzel, we got the thing, and we're, like, trying to get down these stairs. It was really funny. And we're like, oh, man. But we got to tell the story, and everybody can visualize it as they would and enjoy it I hope you feel a smile coming on. <laughs> Wait a minute, what is that? I'm feeling... Oh, is that a smile? I'm feeling a frown. The two dicks mm-hmm. <laughs> leave the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so today we thought we would talk a little bit about acting. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, my dear, mm-hmm. what was the first thing that you did as like an actor? Like what was your first like role? Um... Do you, do you remember? I do, actually. Well, I I thought of this as a topic, just to a little prelude oh, to sure. this conversation. Uh, let's let's everyone. Could you please give Marisa credit? Yes, for give this? me credit for this, and also give ready? her another drink. Sure. <laughs> uh, no, because the actors, uh, the actors are on strike right now, and the writer, so nothing is getting done in the entertainment field. So, hmm. 
Anyway, so I thought it'd be cool to talk about our acting endeavors because sure. that's where we, I mean, that's basically how we found each other. If you hadn't done the acting stuff, you would have met George. Oh, well, I and if I didn't do the acting stuff. I wouldn't have been in New York. Let's put it that, that way. That too. And if I didn't do the acting <laughs> stuff, too. I wouldn't have met George and we wouldn't have met each other. <laughs> so yeah. So my first technical air quotes role okay. was a play that I wrote in high school called oh. Christmas at the Home. And I feel like I remember this. I have the script still, uh, just in case uh, Hollywood, when they're ready, when, when they're, they're ready. done striking, when, yeah, when, uh, when they they're back take, at it, they want to take this screenplay. And so it, it was about a group of oldies but goodies at the old age home on Christmas Eve. And uh, just to give you some reference of when this play was written, Homie the Clown was in it. And it was really fun because I actually wrote this little silly script, got a bunch of my friends who would never do any acting. It was How like old a, were you when you wrote this? So this is high school. I want to say maybe uh, junior junior year, maybe senior year. So maybe 17? Yeah, 16, 17. 16, 17? Maybe, yeah. Ish. And I just remember one bit that we put into this. And, and the fact that I got my friend Sarah. Oh, there were bits. To do it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Uh, we were able to get a wheelchair. We put her in a wheelchair and we put a blanket over her. And there's a scene where, you know, like the... Now, when you say you put a, a, a blanket over her, did you mean you put a blanket like over her lap? Over or? her legs okay. and her laps because gotcha. we were disguising something. And so her there legs? was a scene. Yes. <laughs> uh, you'll see in a second. Oh, and I'll so, see. yes. And so... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. This is why we can't tell stories, Dave. It so uh, <laughs> so then it, there's this thing where the nurses all go to bed and all the oldies are sitting around and they're talking about when they were younger and then all of a sudden the song starts to play and it makes them it gives them the power to be young and spry and so this one's in the wheelchair. It's like cocoon. Yes, it was a little maybe I <laughs> took a little bit from cocoon. Was and, Steve Gutenberg? Okay, it. you still going? Sorry. And so. <laughs> Uh, then the aliens came, and so then she's... Ew, the no. aliens came. Okay, David. All right, sorry, go ahead. So that, it's not even going to be a good story. And so then she's... We, she's oh, I'm ruining She's it. twirling her... Yeah. You are. And so she's twirling around in the wheelchair, and all of a sudden, like, she rips the blanket off and gets up, and she's on roller skates, and she's roller skating uh, around the thing. Big reveal. It was a big reveal. It was so stupid and funny, and so... And I obviously was in it. And I think I played Homie the Clown, actually. And I don't know why I put that in there, but anything for a laugh. You were trying to embrace your fears. I was a little bit. Well, Homie the Clown didn't scare me, actually. He was... that. There's certain clowns that are on the... For the kids out there, Homie yeah. the Clown is from In Living Color? Yes. Yep. That was... What's his face? He would do, Homie, don't play that. And he'd have the sock with the stuff in it. Uh, Keenan, one of the Wayans, Wayans brothers. Wayans, one of the Wayans, Wayans brothers. Um, and so, yeah, I was heavily influenced by that, by that show in Saturday, Saturday, Saturday Night Live. I had no yeah. original uh, content. It all came from both those shows. So that was basically like my first acting, but my first real acting role was when I was in college and we did a play called The House of Bernarda Alba. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had one line, which was, may you go in enjoying your wedding wheat. I know this. And uh, and that was my first big, but I was a scene stealer throughout the whole thing. I didn't sure. realize like that was bad well, etiquette. We, I was never taught that. Well, well, it's it's a uh, yeah, it's bad etiquette 
when you're not supposed to be stealing the scene. But well, it's amazing. And it's when a Garcia it's, Lorca play. Moment. I know. There's nothing There's funny no about scene those plays. In those. No. So but I found a way. I would say my first thing. So I'll preface it with I like was never into it as a kid, but in grammar school, which I think we've talked about before, like I was the person that would do like we'd have to write essays or things like that. And then mm-hmm. I would I would perform them. Of course you in did. front of the class. Yeah. <laughs> That was me. Oh, actually, it's funny that you say that because now also, actually, the first play I ever wrote was a Cabbage Patch Kid play well, in middle well, school. Wait, when I asked you and I talked about it, and I, then lied. You fucking I lied. lied. You, I lied. Why are you because lying you just to reminded me. me. Listen, I, I, I don't know if this is going to work. So, let me ask you a side question. <laughs> okay, let me ask side, you a side question. Okay. Are you going to turn to the side? Wrong side. <laughs> I went to the side without the microphone. Okay. Side question. And now, <laughs> okay, now wait, you're I'm seeing the side good answer. side. Okay. okay. <laughs> By the way, Reese wanted to do an episode where we don't look at each other. And so now we're kind of doing that. So this will give you a prelude. I got my wish. Anyway, I don't want to look at you. So, uh, so I wound up writing this play, this Cabbage Patch Kid play. And it had a clear ending. But it <laughs> went awry because people wouldn't end it. And it just kept ending. And I kept trying to end it. But the people that I, that my friends that were in the play just kept adding on and improving stuff. And oh. then it would just ended with us running around the room and my teacher getting pissed off and yelling at us. And I wasn't allowed to really do that again. Uh, then flash forward to high school where they didn't know that. And that was chaos. And actually, we, we did finish the play, but they didn't let me wow. do any of that I'm again. So, okay. so now, my question to you was, did you ever like write little skits or plays or put on performances for the families and make them watch it? Like, I... I I must have done a one woman act of yeah. Annie. I was gonna say like little, little Reese got a story. Little Reese got a play that she wrote, and and we used to do Annie. Like it, there was like a whole bunch of performances we used to. Put I don't on. know if I did performances for the family other than I definitely danced like Michael Jackson. <laughs> because <laughs> because who didn't? You know what's funny? I looked like Michael Jackson. That is in his later years. Also funny. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so my first actual play, though, would have been high school, the high school play. Yeah. And we would... Did we, they do a lot of plays in high school? Did well, they, they did like, like the senior play is or, what it was, yeah, right? Okay. So they did those types of things. And so the one that we did was called Boulder's Court. And so okay. it was a play on Night Court. Right. Right? And I played... So the character... So actually, it was funny. Paul Sarkis mm-hmm. was the main attorney of course he was and then i was the love interest of the female lead which was the female attorney Mm -hmm. and so like i was like that you know the one that you're not supposed to like right like you know and and so it was funny because i remember like dan no who was the one well paul was dan oh and then marky post was the female so this was the marky post character i was marky post's boyfriend okay right okay right not the actual characters but like that's who it was okay and so her name was jenny because i remember i remember so the character that was written and this wasn't the first acting i've ever really done right and so the character was written very much like a nerdy like fawning all over her kind of character right like oh right like the lines were like i remember the first time was like oh jenny love like it was like that type of thing and so but i completely changed it to making him like a narcissist like (laughs) like 
like he was all like, you know, he was like, oh, Jenny Love. Like he was one of those like, hey, love, like we've got it. Like, you know, he was like that guy, like the mm-hmm. and, and I had like a, a mirror that I would take out and I would like look at my hair, hair while I was talking uh-huh, to so her. You it was pulled like a lot those. from your own character persona. Yeah. To yeah. Because you know me. It? You know yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see you <laughs> so, with your mirror. Yep. And so <laughs> that's all I do is I'm looking in a mirror right now, mm-hmm. actually. And so, so yeah, that's the first like real, and it was a, it was a small part, right? right? But like, that was like the first thing. And, and then I never really thought of it. And think like, oh, I was going to say, no, did you do that? No, that wasn't the like, thing. Oh, that wasn't I the thing. I loved it. I loved doing the skits and the things. And I mean, I've always been the one that would, is always making everybody laugh. And I'm the one that's always like, you know, in friend groups, like just doing stupid shit to get a laugh. Right. Like I'm Same. always that guy, but like I, I never had, I was I like, Yes, I'm going to be an actor or I'm going to be a comedian. Like, I never thought that. Well, I remember, like, one time, it's so rare, certain core memories. Like, there's so many things I I forget that I don't think about that if you ask me, I have no idea. Uh, But (laughs) but as a kid. Quick, give me the alphabet. What's an alphabet? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) just part of it. So uh, a little bit. (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, not a lot of it. A little bit. Little oh, bit. That's a play we did we together. We did that, yeah. We'll uh, talk about that. That wasn't, that wasn't traumatic. No. Anyway, so it was great for our marriage. And so <laughs> it was fun. Anyway, so I remember one night. So my parents used to go to Staten Island to play cards with family that we had in Staten Island. And they would bring me. And it was a big thing. I didn't mind going because they had cable. So I can watch whatever oh. I wanted to watch. We did didn't they have, have cable. Skidamax? No, but they did have <laughs> HBO. And I did remember what I do remember watching. What's that movie? It? No, not it. That's a clown. Uh, the thing. Oh, the thing. John Carpenter's. Yes, the, the thing. thing. And I was watching that by myself in the dark Wasn't while they were Kurt playing Russell cards. In that? Yes, okay. I just watched it a few. I would say like maybe two years ago. It's it's actually really good, but yes, yeah, that was one scary. of the classics. Yeah. yeah, and so I remember like I got so scared and I couldn't sleep for days after. Anyway, that's besides the point. I took a walk with my father. They, he, I guess he got he busted out of the game. They were playing poker. He busted out. So we, him and I went for a walk around the neighborhood in Staten Island. We're talking about stuff. Freddie Mercury had just died, and I told him my joke you, about. You told Freddie Mercury your joke? Uh, no, I told my father the <laughs> Freddie Mercury joke about another one bites the dust. Terrible, oh boy. awful. And so, uh, but then I remember talking to him about the fact that I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I. I Obviously, my jokes have gotten better as I've gotten older. Have they? All of them are winners <laughs> in my head, and that's where they should stay. And so, anyway, I remember him and I walking, and I remember telling him that I, and I was young. I was like, I, I think I want to be an actor. I want to be an actor. Do you think I, you know, I can do some commercials? I always thought my father knew someone. My father always knew a guy. Yeah, yeah You know, yeah. so I was like, maybe you know a guy. Uh, and I remember, <laughs> maybe you know a guy. and I remember my father like trying to put the kibosh on it he's like the kibosh kibosh. he's like you don't want to do that you don't want to do that they don't make money you don't want to do that like i remember him discouraging me sure and then to his dismay when i was in community college i was like i finally chose you know my major after i switched it from liberal arts to communication because i wanted to be uh, a news anchor i was a communications major i also wanted to be a dj uh, like on a radio, sure. And on a radio, when those didn't pan out, well, I didn't want to be a DJ at like your wedding because I I'm not going to spin sure. records. And so then <laughs> I got, I'm just picturing if that's what you did, It'd yeah, be pretty funny. I spin it. And so then 
my friend at said, weddings. hey, we're doing this play. You should come audition. They need people. And that was it. I auditioned, and I and I was in the Bernardo Alba thing, and I caught the bug. I yeah. just liked... I liked going to rehearsals and being part of the process and getting feedback. Yeah, and so I yeah, I'm with creating you. Creating characters and so I'm a big my personality is very much part of like I'm I'm a big team person, me too. right? Like yeah. I'm 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 huge in like what's the for the betterment of the team. I love being part of that group and the team inspires me to be, I would say, a for lack of a better way to say this, right? But like a high performer in the team, mm-hmm. right? Like like it's the team that inspires me to do better, right. right? And so I didn't get into theater until I had gone to Northern Essex and right. I was a journalism major because I was coming from a communications major when I was at UMass and I was a journalism major and it wasn't until then. And I don't even know what made me want to do it but I ended up auditioning for a play. Like I don't, I don't know if I started with the, yeah. I don't. Something happened. I ended up auditioning for a play, and I think my first play at Northern Essex, which is where I got the bug, was Don Juan in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was the a show. Classic. That was a good one, and I got the lead in that. Yeah. And yeah, from that point, I love the whole process. I love so for those who may not know, like it's a, you know, obviously you have a script and there's like analysis of the script that you do. And then there's like analysis of the character and then there are beats within the, so this plays very well into my personality, right? Mm. Like I love to analyze the thing. I love to break the things into bits. I love to take the pieces. And then, I mean, I just love the whole rehearsal process. And to your point, I love being able to do something like and then you a get like final product well, where you can say like there's a goal I you're did. going towards right yeah. but 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 it's not so much that as much as it is it's you're getting immediate feedback from mm-hmm. a director right so there's like a vision for the show and then you're getting show. immediate feedback from the audience too which when I the show love. goes live yeah which I, I, I absolutely which is why I love what I do today right. in terms of the speaking right? right because I get that instant right oh this joke lands this right. thing works right. like this right and you know when you're like, oh, I feel like I'm lagging. I'm losing people. I got to tighten this up, right? Like I love like on the fly type of thing. Mm. And I also love the whole concept of there's a thing, you know, as an actor, you are rehearsing, you're rehearsing, you're, you're doing all of these things. But then when you actually do the show, it's like all the things that you've done, it's time to just leave them. Right. And then you go on, you leave them at the door. Right. And you come onto stage and you just Allow do what happens. Ha- right. It's it's very organic. Yeah, and that's sense. actually so that's interesting. Like that's one of the things that I've learned is that it's the organic things that happen sometimes too that actually make it interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. like if you think about it, you're doing the same thing over and over again, right? right? And so that but can it's be, always different. Well, it can be right. So I think that's I mean that's what separates I think good actors from mm-hmm. bad actors mm-hmm. is like right like bad actors don't know how to. Adjust if something make it goes wrong. That too, but also make it feel like it's new. Right. Right. Like it feels very, right. it can right. feel too rehearsed. Right? right. And so I remember being in situations where, like, so in particular for Don Juan in Chicago, there was a scene where I, I'm a woman is back at my apartment and we're having drinks 
And then like another woman shows up. So Don Juan, right? right. Womanizer type of thing. And so another woman shows up. And so I have to get rid of the first woman. And then the other woman comes in. And then I'm getting this the new woman a drink. And for some reason, the props weren't there for the mm. other glass. Uh -huh. And so all I had was the glass from the last woman. Mm -hmm. And so like I looked over at the glass and I was like, oh. And there was still drink in it. And I was just like... And I grabbed that drink and mm -hmm. gave it to her. Mm -hmm. And it was just the way it worked in this, like everybody started like cracking up. Right. And we're like, oh my God, that was so funny. Right. Because there was such a, like my realization of like, oh, here's what I'll do. I'll use this yeah. was very organic. I love stuff like that. And so we tried to, then we were like, oh, let's keep that. And it sometimes it doesn't work. Well, it, it fell flat. Yeah. It fell flat yeah. when we did it again, because yeah. now I was projecting that moment right. and it wasn't the organic realization right. that made right. it work in the first place. Right. So all that stuff, all to say that's an example of like why it's exciting. Well, and I think for me when, after I had that audition and I went in, I didn't know a monologue. Yeah. I didn't know like, I didn't know all these things. I didn't know the process. I was learning all of it. But for me, part of the exciting part was the audition element, whether I knew what I was doing or not, just mm -hmm. going like that next day to the classroom to see the list. If I, yeah. if I made it. Yeah. And this is before like internet. This is before like texting. This is before you didn't know, like you had to wait 24 hours and then go to a specific place to look at a sign on a door and see the cast list. And I just remember like, I couldn't sleep that night. It was like Christmas Eve. I was so excited. And then when I went in and I saw, even though it was a small part, I was so excited. Cause yeah. I was like, oh my God, they, they picked me. And then that was it. And then we get into the process. Well, what is the... And then the, the connections you make with the cast, well, you know what I mean? Like that too, yeah. you, you're like... with these people all the time and you just get close and you bond. And then we do the show and we had little inside jokes. Yeah. And then the show's over and then you're sad. Yeah. Because well, it's like, a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, you're like mourning that, that you know, like yeah. that, that postmortem, <laughs> you go back and you think about, you know, what it was and, sure. you know, what you can do to make your craft better and what's going to be the next exciting thing you, you auditioned for. And that was it. I was in like, once I did a couple of those, by the end of that semester, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to become a theater major. I sure. think I want to yeah. be an actor. Well, that was the thing for me. And like, I was like 18 or 19 at After that point. I did, yeah, after I did that, I mean, I was a little older, but yeah, after I did that, I was like, okay, yeah. So then I also, I double majored, right? I did journalism and I did theater. And so I got both of those while I was there, and then that led me to, and like, look, like I think like most things when I like them, I, you know how I am, right? I get very de dedicated yep. to. And then you're all in it. I'm a big craft person, right? So I love to put in the reps. I like to do what I need to do, like similarly with like the marketing stuff, right? Like I was doing the same thing with that stuff, right? And so I am very big on that and I'm, I'll say it, I'm good at it. Well, I think it, it it served you well for the career that you oh. have today. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, like people will say, like, oh, everybody aren't you glad you got... I'm like, yeah, because, like, everything I do is that. Right. But I think all people should take some sort of... Yeah. Besides a public speaking class, but I think everybody should also take acting one-on-one. -on -one sure, yeah, yeah. Because you can use that 
anywhere. And what what it gave me, it learned, it taught me about technique. Sure. In well, that's breathing, what I'm saying. Like the, all of those skills breathing are exercises, good. Yep. Yep. using your imagination. I I used to love the acting class when I took it. There was all these things. It, if you want to view paradise, simply look around <laughs> and view it. <laughs> I'm going to go back to giving you my side face. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you said imagination. Yeah. I... T- t- please don't, because that's my least. Are you singing Willy Wonka? That was Willy Wonka. Please stop. <laughs> I can't. That Mary Poppins makes me want to jump off a bridge. Anyway, so it just learning all these different types of techniques and then realizing that I can use these in my everyday life as well was kind of cool. I learned through, uh, we started with Stanislavski. Mm-hmm, Konstantin mm-hmm. Stanislavski. Did you you mm-hmm. they do that to you? Yeah. Which, did they do that? Did to they you? do that yes. to you? But well, I I feel it was good. An actor prepares. Every new yeah every yeah and every new actor should you know learn this, but then use it sparingly later on because I feel like sometimes that can make you too regimented, where you're you're dissecting every single thing where some things are just what they are. But I did enjoy the analysis of a script, the analysis yeah. of a character. That got me into philosophy because then I would go and I would take things like too far and I'd be like, why? What is going on in their brain? What is psychologically making them say these things? So you've got to do all this work too, right? To create like a backstory. It's not just memorization. It's It's about. Well, well, I mean, that's getting into the mind of the actor and taking some of your own intuition and well, or things that replicate, like, even though you're not, like, living in the, like, you, you may not have ever done the thing that your character is doing right. or in that situation, right. but you have to try try to find a facsimile right. of something in your life that may have... So you can create had that you, connection. Had yeah. made you think about those feelings or be similar in that situation, right? right? And, like, one of my favorite characters to play, or you used to be, I don't know, I'm more into the just ridiculous comedies right yeah. now. But like at the beginning, I really liked the characters that were so complex. And, you know, like in grad school, I played a character who used to rob 7-Elevens and thought that she was Joan of Arc. Sounds outlandish. I would never rob a 7-Eleven or rob any store with a gun. Like that's not in my wheelhouse of things that I would try or do or or understand doing. So I had to figure out like how to navigate, like why this person, Mm -hmm. and this person also thought that she was Joan of Arc, like a reincarnated version of Joan of Arc. And I got to do all this research on Joan of Arc, which I loved. And so what I did was just take those qualities of who she was and then put that into the character, which helped justify what the character was doing. And, And when those little things come together, the the joy in exploring that is so great. And when you get to work with other people who connect with that, even better. Well, that's the, so that's, oh, oh my God. So that's I've the worked thing with that, some amazing, right. You can work people. with people that, and some people drag you down. You are, there's definitely levels, right? Where yeah. you're, when you're working with people that are just not there. Yeah. Right. Like, and that means that to me, it's about play, right? Yeah. Like you can't play with people that, aren't at that same level because right. they don't, they are worried about the lines. They right. are worried about, and right. so like, you and that's kind of like, time. that's kind of like one of the big first rules, right? It's like, you can't really do any acting until you're off book, which it, means 
you know all your lines. I also feel like, yes, round one is just learn your lines. Learn your lines round so you two, can start to do things. Then you can apply yeah. the things that you're doing to help make that yeah. one-dimensional character yeah. or three-dimensional yeah. character. But also, I've again, I did a lot of shows in community college. So as I started to get a little bit better, a little bit stronger, a little bit com more confident, more people started to come into the mix that were green, that weren't the best. And I felt like that just made me work harder sure well which sometimes it, it which was annoying sometimes could be detrimental it was annoying. Though, to the situation right it was annoying because i would get i would but get sometimes mad you can see it though you can see the work yeah. like you know what i mean and you and that's what you don't want right, right? well I, so i don't know if that ever happened but yeah. i just know that it just made my job a little bit harder sure um and then i learned a lot sometimes of things you just don't get anything from people right but then i also learned a lot of things about myself because yep. again i was always the scene stealer i would always do these things purposefully to fuck with people yeah and that karma is not you don't want to do that on the stage like first of all so you're talking about props like i learned very early on that you don't fuck around with the prop person or the costume people no 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 because they will fuck your shit up yeah they will do things yeah to ruin you and and be like i don't know you're in charge of your props <laughs> but meanwhile you know what i mean it just takes one little like or the lighting designer can just decide you're not going to get any yeah lighting yeah. you know what i mean so but i also got to learn about how to make costumes i learned uh or you know um creating a concept visually Mm -hmm. When it comes to oh, yeah. the well, set so that's a whole other and costume and lighting too. and sound, like there's all these other elements that are other characters in the show. You don't even realize well, it. Well, well, to that point, the whole idea of just the team, mm -hmm. right? Like there's so many people involved that have different things to do mm -hmm. to make the show happen. And I think that's what's the beauty of this, right? It's, it's also like an where, another amazing skill or uh, yeah. costume design. Sound design, costume yes, design. Amazing. Uh, sound, lights, like People that can design, sew costumes like together, it. I'm so amazed. Like, I'm so amazed at, at just the way that they see something and they can figure out, okay, I know how to do that. And they like, say something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had a friend of mine's mom who just recently passed away. I adored her. She was, like, the best, and she made a few uh, costumes for me. She would sh make the costume and send it in from Seattle. She made me the caterpillar costume mm -hmm. for, I did Alice in Wonderland for a high school I directed, and she made this gorgeous caterpillar costume. And so when the actor would move her hands, it would it was tied to all the, the legs, legs. Yeah. and it was just brilliant. Yeah. It was gorgeous. It was She didn't charge me anything, but I know, like, had I had to pay for something like that, it it would be... I wouldn't be able to afford it. It sure. was like amazing. Uh, and then from that point on, after I learned all of that, as much as I loved acting, I also loved directing because I loved then breaking down, having a concept, breaking it down, and yeah. then finding people because that's also fun. It, you want to talk about doing puzzles? That's like figuring yeah. out a puzzle. So this is the whole thing, right? I think that people don't understand is that oftentimes, so as a director, and, and I want to talk about this, like how I even apply this today, because I mean, I am a director in, mm -hmm. my, in my role. And then like oftentimes, right, like I'm saying to myself, like, oh, I mean, yeah, like I'm doing the same thing as if I'm directing a show, right? right? Because I have a team of people and we're trying to tell a story. And so like, what are the things that we need to do to show that story? Right. And how do we bring that to life, right? Because that's ultimately what we're doing. How do we bring that to life? One, internally, so people see it. And then two, externally, so we're impacting the people that we're trying to impact, right? So so that 
again, all these skills that you learn you in get that some real life, you can use it in your real life is, for other things besides exactly, theater. Exactly. Well, it's like when I get a job at the doctor's office here when we first moved sure. here, and he's like, "But you're not in the medical field. Why do you want to like what?" can you provide? And I said, listen, first of all, I'm a theater major. I can multitask and I can learn a script. So Mm -hmm. you just need to give me what I need to know. I'll learn it. And then I can answer the phone, say those things, talk with patients. Like I'm articulate. I am a good communicator. I can, you know, I can read a room. Just don't ask me to steam or boil water. No, because then, <laughs> then I'm going to send you five text messages and then call you to try to figure out what you actually really wanted uh, after you just said it straight out. But anyway, but I just, I loved all of that. And then it, actually in, in the last couple of years, I loved playwriting. I sure. just finished oh, my so fourth. So yeah, you've been doing a lot of playwriting. I just finished recently. my fourth play, which will be going up in October. Oh, two days in October. Acting out. You should come Do you know what the it. dates are yet? Want to say it's the weekend before we go away to Vegas. So what's the weekend oh, before? Okay, uh, the fourteenth. So the seventh. Something like seventh, that. Yeah. Seventh and eighth, maybe, Something or the like sixth that. and seventh, probably. Um, actually, so you tell your story. I'm going to look up. Sixth and seventh. Yeah, I want to finish this thought of what I was talking about. Was this idea of like, yeah? So as a director, you have a script, and you can speak to this because you've obviously directed more than I have, mm-hmm. right? But like, you have a vision for what you want to get across. Or a reason why you want to do this particular story. Right. And you have a different, you have a particular, I mean, you see this, right? In movies, right? Some directors have a style. And so there's there's choices that they make or the way things look, right? Yep. And ultimately, when you cast people, it's like, a, it's a very interesting dance, right? And like, and this is what makes the, I would say, this industry interesting and difficult many times because... Oftentimes, right, so like I'm taking it from the the actor's perspective, like you can audition for something and you could be perfect for that role. Right. But if you don't fit what vision the director is trying to get across, you don't get that role. Right. And really has nothing to do with you. Right. And then also, depending on where you're doing this thing and the options that you have, you're also looking at, okay, do does this person work with this person, right? And so you're also playing that. And so there's so many factors that come into play that on the surface, you just might think like, oh, I didn't get a role or I did get a role or I got this small role. And right. then right, there's that, that saying, right, there are no small roles, just small right. actors, which I also, right. I, I do agree in that. Me and too. I actually think one of the things I learned along the way, and, and, and kudos to Charlene for this, right? But like, we did, I think we did uh, Neil Simon's Fools. Mm-hmm. You know this play? Another classic. I know all the Neil Simons. Yeah, so we did we did that. And obviously I auditioned for that, blah, blah, blah. And, I, and I, at this point, I was like getting the leads in all the plays, right? right. And I didn't get the lead in that yep. one. And everybody was like, I didn't get the lead in that right. play, right? Right. And then Charlene was like, listen, I just want you to understand that like, yeah, you could have done that role great, 
but I want you to do something different. Like yep. I want you to. Those are the people you need in your right. life. And then I the love The ones that. that know you, that right. know your and potential. So I, I know yes. that you shouldn't get all the things because right. it'll make you. That well, was my not after even car. That, not even so much like you shouldn't get all the things, but no, like more but, of like, like, but this is something different and this is going to challenge you in a different exactly. way. And I was like, okay. And I'm in for that, right? Like, got it. And I played the like the dad, especially in that, right? someone in that. like Charlene that knew you well enough to know so what you need. This is also this is, I think, part of the thing that I miss professionally these days is that I don't have I don't have my Charlene. Yeah. And what I mean is, people that you have a very good creative connection with. Right. And so, like, there were times when we'd be working on shows, and and Charlene would typically be directing, and I do something or you, you take a moment or like, okay, let's talk about that scene. And like, you know, you have your director's notes, Dave, how about, and I'd be like, yep. And then I was like, okay. And I already knew it. Right. So right. we were very much on the same wavelength. Like we right. got the things right? right. And so when we would do things, it was very easy for us to work together. Right. And I love when you have those people in your life. Right. Yeah. Well, that was like, so that's like my Aptikar. I was talking right. about Aptikar, yep. my mentor. Yep. And Aptikar did a thing where, you know, he knew very well that I wanted leads, that I wanted to be in a show, that I was very hungry for all this stuff. And he, and so when I wouldn't get parts, like after a while, I'm like, why are you punishing me? I took it as you're punishing me. Yeah, right. And he you could, said, you could. Well, right? no, he was just like, because he would make me do all these like backstage. He wouldn't even give me a role in the show. He'd make me do all these like back, backstage things. And then when I came up to him, I said, he's like, listen, you're going to be stage manager for this mm. next thing. I think that you need, he was trying, always trying to get me to, I was never focused. Sure. I, I didn't take things seriously. So when, he, uh, right. Can you imagine? <laughs> and so when he made me start doing stage managing, I got it. Cause he was trying to give me some perspective and to know, to make me understand how impossible actors can be. And by me seeing it from the outside, it made, it definitely made me a better actor because I was more respectful to cast and crew. Because, sure. you know, it was hard to imagine. I know. But I was a little douchey when I was younger. I couldn't. I imagine. know. When you were younger, you say. That's yes, when I was younger. Right now, <laughs> I am so, so. Very, very interesting choice of words. Yes. I am just, uh, what's a good word for myself these days? Uh, these days? Uh, yeah. Aff affable? Ben Affleckable? Ben Affleckable? Well, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but thank, thank goodness for him. Cause he, he you know, I, I, he also made me want to teach theater. Right. I knew that I, I wanted to do acting. Like my plan all along was to become a teacher and teach theater and then on the side, do some acting. You know, uh, once I graduated, I went and I did some low budget porn. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Checking to see if you were still there. Uh, I, I actually wound up doing some commercials <laughs> and some very short stints in some B movies. And then, like, my big claim to fame was that I was in. Uh, you were standing in line at Studio, Studio 54. 54 uh, we'll like find, two seconds. You'll have to find. Oh, I have the and clip. Take the, not the clip, but like just the find screenshot like a screenshot. Of me so we and can my, put that with me the and picture, my yeah. curly hair. And so, but then I realized after a while that I did not like film i did not like doing so film. so that's what's interesting right so film is a different thing i don't have a lot of experience with film yeah, other than like things that i've done actually more recently like with like because we've done some like commercial shoots things like that right but like film is interesting because like where it's different from theater where you're doing the thing and it happens in real time 
film is like you and I could be having this discussion and you're filming it, let's say three different ways, right? right? Where it's, we're filming us having the same conversation with the two of us in the shot. But the director tells you what the audience's point of view should be. Whereas I like theater because theater, you could look anywhere you want. Well, I mean, there's that. Then there's also, then you're going to do that same scene again where then they're just filming you. Right. And then we're going to do that same scene again where they're just filming me. Right. The repetition of it. Right. And so Mm. it's like, that's what I mean. It's, it's uh, in order to get those things that you see in a movie that maybe one minute yeah. is like hours. Right. And, that, and so like, it's that like, was not for me because when we did the Studio 54 thing, it, that was definitely one of the times where I was just like, yeah, I don't know if I like this because they kept making us like. So it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. Yeah. It was February. It's supposed to be summertime in the film, but it was February when we recorded it. And I remember that they had me in open toe heels and I had my Winnie the Pooh gloves on my feet because you couldn't, you really couldn't see the feet. There were so many people. And then when they would cut, they would go to cut, they would give us all like those foil blankets to keep you warm because it was so cold. And then they would take those away and we had to do the same thing. It was like yelling, yelling and screaming, but we weren't really saying anything and it was just so weird to me. I just didn't, I didn't like it. And so at that point, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore. And yeah. I kind of stopped yeah. doing all that. That wasn't for me. And that lifestyle wasn't for me. Because for me, I, I, my personality does not coalesce with that lifestyle. Like I'm not, if I'm not feeling it, you can't force me sure. to go be nice to sure. people and audition so, and do stuff. I just before like I want to, I, I want to move us to another phase here. But okay. before I do, okay. I want to mention that I think the last time we were behind the microphones, you had said, "Oh, I really need to get that spider web," and oh. I just looked up, yeah, and that spider worse. web is still there. So and it looks worse. you failed. Way to go! Well, you're taller, so you should maybe you know, you know what. After this, I'll get it, it since you can't seem to get it together. Oh my to do God. It. <laughs> is, that, is that what we're going to do right now? So here's what I want. What's what the was, next phase? What was the first thing that we did together? Oh. So, because I want to mention, I think there is, there are certain people that you meet, particularly when, you know, you're meeting, obviously you're we're doing this, you're going through school, you meet a lot of people that are actors, you're creative people, but like you meet people that you're like, oh, this person is good. Like, you know that they're going to be good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I would say that meeting you and not having seen anything that you've ever done, like that type of thing. And when we met like that, like, I, I'm like, oh, like, she's good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know that that's going to be a good, uh, not environment, but like, a, that's going to be a good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think the one that's interesting, like, like, that's a cool thing. Like you find the people that you want to work with. Right. And then two... What was the first thing that we did together? Was it how I learned to drive? I want to say that it was, but I feel like well, I feel I know we talked about we doing did, something. There was this we one worked, called stiff cuffs. Remember, we were gonna we were gonna do oh, something we with George. We were gonna do stiff cuffs, and we never did that. And we never did it. But I thought that I would have been a really about good thing. That. Yeah, oh, might be time to bring that back. I don't know if we could do that now. I feel like we're too old for that. No, but I mean, I'm. T- Sorry, I'm thinking of it as a director. Oh, I'm yeah, like, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, I should do that. Oh, I mean, that was a good show. Um, but yes, I think we talked about that. Yeah. We never did anything. So we were working we with it, but we never... We together during Halloween at Belvedere, but you were acting. But we were I was doing like together. costume yeah, you were and doing... backstage right. 
stuff. That was different stuff. But so, I think acting wise, I think it was how I learned to drive. I think it was. So, I, so you know, you said Halloween and Belvedere. So I want to mention this because I think this is interesting too. Because like we did that for a few years. And the first time I did that role of the werewolf, uh-huh. <laughs> I played it, I guess, a way werewolf. to just... Werewolf. The, the way you could describe it would be... I think the character was more of like a Robin Williams, uh-huh. right? Like like manic, like rah, 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 yeah. like that. And then the second time we did it, it was more of a like Brooklyn, like hey, oh, but it was like very Jim Carrey because you, there was like one point where it was a little Jim Carrey ish. I'm sure. Yeah. Sure. But go ahead. But All yeah. Right. But I think what what's interesting is. In that, like one, as an actor, you can make decisions or choices or do things in different ways. But then also, interesting when you think about, obviously, what an individual brings to a role, mm-hmm. right? In terms of the actor, right? Mm-hmm. Like in that type of thing. So anyway, all of that is kind of cool. But yeah, so How I Learned to Drive was the first thing oh, we did together. Right. And I don't know how you got roped into it, but there was like a, a time when I went back to Kingsboro and I was teaching. Yeah. So I, I graduated from Kingsboro Community College in Brooklyn with my associates in theater, Went on to Buffalo and uh, the other place that should not be mentioned, Marble <laughs> College, where I got my master's degree. Yeah, I went back to Kingsborough to teach because, again, my mentor, Professor Aptekar, was there. He's like, when you get your degrees, come back and you can teach. And so I, I went back and my colleague, who became a good friend, was doing How I Learned to Drive, but it was kind of heavy material. And so he had asked, like, hey, would you be interested in this role? Because um, I had done something previously. I did All in the Timing with George. Right. and that Which is a play that I've done in the past. Right. Well. And, and then I did with you. You directed it. Right. At one point. Later yeah. on. Right. Yeah. And so he, you know, my colleague knew I can, you know, Marcus knew that I could do some acting. He's like, sure. Do you, would you be in this? I said, yeah. And so then he had a hard time finding someone who mm. could play opposite me that yeah. also, because again... It was, if you know anything about how we learn to drive, it's... It's essentially about a, a, a girl who gets molested. By her uncle. By her uncle. So I, I, the reason I pause there is because obviously like... Trigger warning. It's <laughs> too late. Well, I guess, yeah. But like you can't... Um, okay, so inside the actor here, right? Like in terms of like playing that role, me, right? Like I'm not playing a child molester. Right. I'm playing... A man in love, right? Right, like because I can't play. Uh, <laughs> but it, the play, but, <laughs> yeah. right? But the character isn't supposed to be like that, right? He's like, not like this was a guy that was in love with this at the time child, right? right? Like, right. and so like that's how I have to like as an actor. That's how you have to play. And they that. end up having this relationship right. centered around him teaching her how to drive. Drive, a car. yeah. <laughs> how and to drive. so right, and so we, so I remember we had to put signs on the door saying like this is not appropriate for right. children. This is a sensitive uh, material. This is not driver's blah, blah, blah. ed. Yeah, uh, like several things because people would you come will to your the license. box office right. and they'd be like, "Is this where I can learn how to yeah. drive?" I'm like, "Nope." But that's so that's not an it. interesting thing, right? Too. I love the theatricality of how you tell a story mm-hmm. like that, right? Like, so there was no like touching and things or well, things there like was that. like at one point where you had to go up my shirt and it, it that was uncomfortable. Even though what's funny is that we were married still today. 
Yes, still today when he goes up my shirt, I'm like, no thanks. Uncomfortable. This is uncomfortable. Uh, it's only because he goes honk honk, and it really is just. Because I'm like, remember when we drove? Not fun for me. Um, so there was that, and then that, then in that as well, I had to do the. You had it. There was like a photo shoot where you were taking pictures. That of was a me. good scene. Yeah, it's a great scene, but it was really uncomfortable right. for me. Right. Because I was supposed to be taking these pictures like a pinup. Yeah. Model. Yep. But. I can only do it in a goofy way, and the director was like, "Use that," yeah. and I was like, "Thank God," because yeah. it helped me make it awkward. So I was supposed to be like a thirteen or fourteen year old girl, yeah, doing yeah. this. Yeah. So what's interesting about that show too, and that story, is that it's like it's the woman, it's the woman reflecting mm-hmm. on these things, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's the woman playing thirteen, right? Right, so like it's it's not like it's not like we had a thirteen year old. No, no, no. Like you know what I mean? It was her reflecting back and doing the storytelling, but she's doing the storytelling. It wasn't like it's her story. She's taken ownership of what happened. Exactly, which is and it's her telling it. Right, and so um, I mean, it was it was an interesting project to do, but it was definitely like I don't I don't know it it it. I'm trying to think. You've directed me in things, but did we ever actually do anything else together? I don't think we did. No, I think I just directed you. I directed you with all in the timing. Then we did the oh, how well, the we, chicken crossed the we road. We did that one play that you wrote, be, uh, the being oh unreasonable being play, unreasonable. Where we played the parents, but that was like a quick little was, yeah. yeah. That was a quick little something. I don't know. I might try to put you mm. in See You Later Sparrow. Oh boy, which is the new play that I'm directing and that I wrote uh, coming out in October. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Um. So yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, don't. It's it's interesting. We I think we need to do some more theater together. I think we'd yeah. be good at comedy. We so, should do well, something well, funny together. We should do something funny together. But this is why I like doing this, right? Because it kind of scratches that itch where we get to communicate and talk and yeah, do but things I think together. Also, like we're f- I also I think we do a really good comedy bit just being married to each other. Well, for listen, the fact friends. for 19 years. <laughs> We've been rolling on the ROFL. <laughs> we took the show on the road. Yeah. We took the show all over the place. So, but what I was going to say is what's interesting or what's difficult these days, I think, but I, I feel like at this point, maybe I'll have time to do it, is that there is a lot involved with putting on a show, right? And doing that and like learning lines. And, yeah. I think and my for least me, favorite part is learning lines. Yeah. I mean, I that's, the, that's the toughest part of it, right? But for me these days, it's like, do I have the time to invest to be able to do that so right. that I can do a performance that will be good. Right. Cause I don't want to half ass something. Right? right. But like, but it's like, but to me, that's what it boils down to these days. It's like, okay, if I can commit, make the commitment to doing that, then sure. Right. But if I can't, like, I don't want to, I don't want to say yes because I can't do that. You right. know what I mean? Right. Well, and there's, and there was a time where, I auditioned for a bunch of things. I actually started to audition for musicals, don't don't sing or dance. Um, but I had so much fun in the ones that I auditioned for that I got in that I couldn't believe that I got in, um, oh, that I got a role. The one that you did direct us in was the, the How the Chicken Crossed the Road. Yes. That was good. That, that was, was a good one. That, that was, was probably great. one of the best you and ones. Betsy that was really were, good. Yeah, and listen, I'm just going to put this out there like now, I and I say it, and I don't care. And if anybody wants to have a conversation about it oh, with you me, fight, you can. You, anybody want to fight Reese? Well, I don't fight about it i just want to be like look when i choose a play to direct or even when i'm writing something i'm always i always have people in mind sure of course of course you do 
And How are you not? You're human. I precast. Yeah. There are many directors now that kind of look down on that. Some actors do too. But hey, auditions are the place for you to change my mind. Yeah. It is the, you know, change my mind. <laughs> you got the, show po- me. the You're the guy with the yes, play. change with the my thing. mind. Change my mind. Yeah. And so I've cast this play, change my mind. Ex- well, it's yes. Basically what it is. And yeah. people have and guess done what? that. Too fucking bad. When I did, I just, uh, last year I directed (laughs) Harvey (laughs) and I had like a particular or like maybe two people in mind that could play the lead and someone came in that I hadn't seen in a while that I I was like magically did things that I was like, oh my God, this is this is perfect. But then it turned out for the best because then where those people that did come in audition that I had in mind for that role, they were so great in the other role that I cast them. And and I always think of that for myself when I audition for a role and I don't get that big part or whatever and they put me someplace else and I think and I think, wow, this is so much better than the other role. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I, I should be here because instead. then you because then you do your thing right. for that role right so and I love that interestingly enough and then I want to lead to a question but interestingly enough at the time when I was acting I never I wasn't I didn't do musical theater right which is I think weird which now is because weird you're like because you can sing well you now can I kind of now, dance now I can yeah no the dance <laughs> is a whole other right that's a whole other ball of wax right but. The singing I can somewhat do now. It's just mm. when I was doing it, like I, I never did anything musical theater wise. Right. Which probably, obviously, not probably, definitely limited the roles available. But right. um, interesting. So here's my question to you. Is that, so one, a, a statement first and then a question. Statement is like, yeah, I mean, we should probably figure out something to do together again because that would be fun. Yep. And then two, what is your... What is your favorite, what's your favorite thing about acting or directing or theater? Let me put it this way. What's your favorite thing about theater then? I'll I'll, I'll put it that way so you can go whichever way you want. Or maybe, no, you know what? I'm going to change my mind. Okay. I'm going to say acting because this episode is about acting, right? So what's your favorite thing acting wise? I think it's the, and it's always been this way, is the escapism Mm. where I can shed the Reese, Mm -hmm. which is so much work. She's so exhausting. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's so nice to take (laughs) on a character and just discover things and maybe work out some of my own trauma and garbage through the character. Uh, I think just doing that and Mm -hmm. and then working with people that can help me grow whatever the thing is that's in my head and Mm -hmm. having, I've had some pretty good directors that kind of let me showcase some of the things I can do. I've definitely, I, I'm, I'm not too crazy with, I used to love doing the slapstick stuff, like mm-hmm. throwing myself all over it. Like one of my heroes that I love, you caught me the other night watching Three's Company. Um, some, like the Jack Tripper, I call it like the Jack Tripper uh, school of slapstick <laughs> sure. yeah. comedy. It's like some comedy of my stuff, yeah. favorites at Mel Brooks movies has a lot of that as well. I laugh at the dumbest, stupidest, things because physically what you could do with your body you could do more with a joke than like actually using words that you know and so uh was it two years ago i tore my acl uh on stage doing a slapstick stuff because i i used to throw myself all over and then i you know let my friend try to throw me and i tore my acl and it was horrible so 
I've taken a step back with some of that, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I I have no problems with the self-deprecation on stage. Oh, I don't no. ever I have to. Yeah. I love it. The more that you can make me ridiculous yeah. looking yep. and sounding, yep. give me it. Yeah. Put it in my veins. Yeah. Give me it. I work well when I am preposterous. I can't say that sure. word. Pros- pr- no, you, pr- did, you did it good the first time. Okay. Don't try to say it again. Snuffleupagus? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, my favorite thing is that point that you were saying is that like, well, one, I think being creative and... And doing that type of thing is a is a is a catharsis, right? It mm-hmm. allows you to kind of work through some through some stuff. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing that I like about it is that it allows you to work through things in a safe space. Meaning, you're really exercising a lot of what is you mm-hmm. through the mask of a character. Yes. Right, and I think that's what makes it real, and that's what you should be doing. Right. Yes. But people are not judging you for it as much as they're judging the character for what you're able to do with it, which and is which creates a safe space, right, to do yes, that. Yes, yes. Which is interesting. Yes, and that I feel is it's an important attribute to the actor yeah. when the audience, that willing suspension of disbelief, I love when I do a show and – you know, people come and see the show to see me or yeah. see someone, you know, and then they forget me. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they're like, oh, my God, that was so funny what you did with the character and blah, blah, blah. And it, and either people are saying like, oh, my God, that made me laugh or this made me cry or this right. made me. And then they come up to you and they just just knowing that you did made some kind sure. of yeah. influence on them. Like, I love that part of that. But it's the same thing with directing and writing plays is when I have actors say like, I loved being in that show because you wrote this character. I love being in the show because directing wise, you let me do this, that, and the other. Like I love that component of it as well. Cause there is some reciprocity when you're doing theater. You, you you know, you love to get that, that feedback that is positive where you've changed someone or, or, you know what I mean? Like, led them to a discovery of uh, now I want to do acting all the time or I want to write plays or I want to do directing. Like yeah. I did that. I influenced someone yeah. for something good. And, and so, w- you know, one last question yeah. before we wrap this up, cause we've been talking a long time, Okay, but my question would be, do you still get, do you get nervous? Oh, all the time. Yeah. I, I actually, you wouldn't believe it, but I have horrible stage fright. Yeah. Um, when I'm doing a show, when I'm a teach, when I teach class, the first day of class, when I have to give speeches, you know, mm. with my job or whatever, I still get like that. Um, I, I get Scooby Doo legs, mm, you know, like Scooby yeah. and Shaggy get like their knees like yeah. wobble together. I still get that. I get the butterflies. But what I do is I dive in. I always use oh, this yeah. analogy. And actually, this came up, I think it was, it's been 10 years when we went to the beach. And I was in the water with my friend Sarah, mm. and the waves were a little crazy at Salisbury that day. And uh, all of a sudden, my I'm facing the sand; she's facing the water, and we're talking. And all of a sudden, she like mimes holding her nose and diving. And I was like, "What, what are you talking about?" And I turn around, and <laughs> I could just see her in my peripheral jumping into the wave, but the wave was already upon me, and it took me, and I. I fought it the whole way. I was like fighting it. I was trying to stand up. I don't know what I was trying to do, all these things. And I was tumbling, 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 like into the hard sand. 
And I, I finally, like the wave subsided and I get up and I'm, I had sand in every, every single orifice of my body. <laughs> and my friend Tower standing there like cracking up and she's like, like, dude, my bathing suit bottom was down and half of the top was off. And my friend's 16 year old son who was going to jump into the water to save me was aghast because I was naked coming out of the water. And I rem I used that analogy of when you're doing a show or public speaking or you have to give a presentation of any kind or whatever it might be, or you have to have a discussion with someone that might be uncomfortable is dive in. Dive in. Mm. That the more you resist it while you're doing it or just before you do it, it's futile. You don't know what's going to happen. You can prepare as much as you want. You put your bathing suit on. You can put on your sunblock. You can stand in a certain spot in the water, but you never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? And you just kind of have to like roll with it and whatever's going to happen is going to happen because literally the stage is the stage is like life. Shakespeare was right. You know, all the world's a stage, yeah. all the men and women, merely players. Um, and you could prepare. Either someone's going to forget uh, to put the prop out or someone's not going to know their line or you're not going to know your line or whatever. You know what I mean? And you just kind of have to go with it. That to me, that's exciting. That part of that's the rush for me. Yeah. And no matter how nervous I actually get, I use it instead of, I say in my head, like you're nervous, but you're excited. This is excitement. Well, yeah. So for me, you want to do what you're right. doing. Of course you do, right? You but like that's be the thing. Here if you didn't want to do the thing, right? It's it's that thing, right? Where yeah, beforehand, it's uh, there's a couple things going on, right? One, like I'm always I'm a pacer, right? Mm -hmm. So like before I go, it's my time to go on stage. Same with speaking, like that type. Like I'm like okay, back and forth, back and forth, like getting ready going through the things in my head, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, all up until that point. And my biggest, I think my my big, not a fear, but like a thing that happens is that I'm always like, I don't remember any of this. Like I, I'm going to, I don't remember any of it. And that's the best part because that means that right. you were fully there. You were in the moment, you were present. So, and that's the best part. Right. So I've done all the preparation, yeah. right? It's like, Again, as I mentioned earlier, it's like you do all the preparation, you do all the work, but then it's as you're just about to step out onto that stage, it's like forget everything yep. and just be in the moment of what happens. And that's a great uh, and sort of philosophy for life. Then there's the piece of it, right, where it's like anything else. It's like you're nervous, you got the butterflies, yep. but then once you get out there and you do your first thing, you get your first laugh or your first moment. You're in, you're good. It's like getting like in a football game or a mm -hmm. fight, right? Mm -hmm. The first punch or you get your first hit. Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, now you're in it. You're in yep. it. You're ready to go. So and I think that's cool. So let me give you a quick question and then we can end. Okay. Because I, I can add to that. Favorite role and why? So, you know, uh, I'll, I'll say it like this. One of my favorite roles to do, and it was more of a, I did a scene study with, again, I had a really good partner. Uh, I worked with Bill Bordeaux on mm -hmm. this. I, th I feel like mm. we've maybe talked about this before, but R. we... R.I.P. Bill, he's I, uh, such a good guy. Great guy. Well, again, creating safe spaces, yes. people that you want to do good things for, that help you grow, like know how to tell you to think about something. Yeah. All of that stuff yeah. is amazing. And there's a show called Orphans, mm -hmm. which is funnily, funny. I have that I, script. <laughs> I, well, I know you do because I walk down and you see it every time I got to mm -hmm. walk to the basement. Mm -hmm. And I, so I played Treat, 
I think so. I had the older brother uh-huh. in that show, and I with uh, my friend Andy, Andy Phelan, um, who we did we did the scene study together, and working on that show was one of my favorite things to do because it allowed me to have a very uh, work through a lot of my own personal cathartic things that I needed to work through to, to be able to put in the character. Again, being able to use moments from your life to represent what that means to the character and the thing. It's not like they were the things that they didn't mirror the things I was going through, but allowed me to use those things to have a catharsis of that. Right. And yeah. I think so that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Right. That was a lot of fun to do. You? Well, I was going to say about being present in the moment and then reading a room and knowing what jokes work and what doesn't mm-hmm, work. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, I, I have a lot of favorite things that I did, but one that is very memorable that I take with me all the time and I feel accomplished is the first musical I did, which was the Reformat. Refer- Mad- oh, no, that Refer- you, were, you I, I mean, I've said it, a mul- uh, I think, a million times even on this. Like, you were, <laughs> uh, again, I always say, like, can't sing, can't dance. Oh on the stage the whole fucking time yep. and figured out a way to like, yeah, finagle yourself on the stage the yep. whole time and just steal the show. And Amazing. Stay in, in, there's lots of moments in that show where I, I'm not supposed to have a lot of clothes on, but I found a way to make that work for you. Make that well. work for yeah. my advantage. Cause I, I was able to convince them that I should stay in this black dress <laughs> yeah. the entire time. And then just add costume pieces to the black dress. And I just, Reading the room, not all the jokes worked every night. Like I knew how to like reconform the jokes, but I had a great partner and mm-hmm, my friend Jeremy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, Bryn was directing and I would say like, Hey, I'm going to run this by you. Can I do it? What I loved is she said yes to everything. And then Jeremy was cool with everything and just went along with, and that, that's what you, and the other people, the ensemble, we all, just everybody all it together all it, it worked really well. it yeah, worked that was one of my favorite and I, I so i'm looking forward to so let's do a play together dave all right well let's we'll try to it. figure something out all right uh i think that was uh something that is maybe a sign that yeah we should try to think of that and then okay. we'll invite you all to come see it okay um good discussion yeah that was good i, I, I we talked a long time i th- because i think this is something we could actually probably continue to talk about because yeah. we do attack the work in a in a good way and i hope the actors get and the writers get what they need to get and ai does and take over <laughs> all the actor and writing because it's yeah AI's getting scary, man. Well, that could be our next discussion. Ooh, another AI the discussion. AI discussion. Well, we've had that before, but um, we can talk more about it. Sure, Dave. More have have <laughs> have come, more has come along. Um, hey, friends, remember life is a group project. Be kind to each other. We got the right stuff. We put the hammer right down. Wanna be like us?